Thank you for turning me on. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Songsmith Podcast, the podcast where you can discover new music and how it gets made. My guest on this edition is Nashville singer-songwriter Lindsay Starr. She recently released her debut album, Blaming the Weather, produced by Kyle Henderson, vocalist and guitarist from Desert Noises. I had a really great time talking to Lindsay. We got really deep into songwriting and musical producing and all that fun stuff. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I had making it. If you like this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star review, write something nice. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at James underscore Ippolitti, on TikTok at James Ippolitti, or at Songwriting with James, Facebook, James Ippolitti Official, and I'm also on YouTube as James Ippolitti. Now, without further ado, let's get to my interview with Nashville singer-songwriter, Lindsay Starr. My guest today is Nashville singer-songwriter Lindsay Starr. She recently released her debut album, Blaming the Weather. The album, produced by Kyle Henderson, the vocalist and guitarist from Desert Noises, uses seasoned depression disorder as a metaphor for the melancholy social climate of 2020. So, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Yeah, so I've been listening to Blaming the Weather for, I guess, the past week. And I'm loving it. And... It feels like like a dreamy meditation on the dark corners of our minds. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a nice, eloquent way to say. Yeah, that. I love it. It also has a really retro feel, and that's probably because of the like eighty synth sounds that you have in it. Uh, but it also stays very contemporary and fresh. So it's a very cool album that you put out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that um, Kyle has been very into the the 80s more retro sounds and so the whole record kind of ended up sounding that way without it that really being the intention at the beginning now well i'm enjoying it so you discovered songwriting as a teenager so tell me about that yeah so um i started writing pretty casually when i was in high school um i went to a a busy difficult school so i didn't have a ton of time for music but um i met a woman while i was in high school who uh named rebecca who brought me to Nashville for the first time and used to live here and worked as a songwriter. Um, so she really introduced me to the whole world of music because neither of my parents are very musical. Um, did you pick up the guitar or what was, did you have an instrument that you chose? Yeah. Uh, so I called her my music teacher, but it was kind of more than that. But yeah, she taught me how to play the guitar a little bit and just like through learning songs, not really in a super formal way, but yeah, so it was a little guitar, a little piano. Yeah. And what were your songs like back then? (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Actually, I saw her recently and she had some old voice memos and I had to stop her in the middle. I was like, I don't need to go back to this. Thank you. Wow. We all have to start somewhere. I think that's that's the thing that a lot of songwriters, they're scared because they're afraid of being awful. But I mean, everybody's songs in the beginning, you know, that's just what they are. Is there anything from that time period you were that you would revisit and say, you know what, that was a good seed of an idea, maybe I could take that, or is it all just really, like, not you anymore? There are a couple that, no, I still hear my voice in some of them. Like, I know where I was going, you know, which is is reassuring. Um, There are a couple that I'm like, that definitely sounds like I wrote it. 
Yeah. Which is good. Would you ever revisit those type of songs and see if you could improve on them? Um, I don't know. Maybe. It'd have to be like, have to be a full 180 yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> you have said that honesty matters in your lyrics and your songwriting. Why is that so? Um, That's just how I kind of, that's why I started writing music. It was just, that was how the easiest way I found to kind of just figure out how I was feeling so it didn't really occur to me to write anything fictional because that wasn't really why I needed music at the beginning right you have also stated that like um you have you're basically sharing your secrets in these songs was that difficult because I think it's also something that songwriters like are afraid how'd you get past the fear of being so open and honest with these lyrics in these songs Um, You know, people have asked me this before. I really didn't think about it. It wasn't really a hurdle for me to jump over. Um, I'm not a huge sharer in, like, regular real life, non-music life. Um, But I kind of, I discovered through writing this way that I don't really have a fear of, of doing that through music. I think... I think it's also because the the music that I can have connected with most is all music where people are very honest about how they're feeling, or you know maybe it's about how somebody else is feeling, but it's all very real human emotion. So that's just what music was to me or is to me. And the music that you connect it with, who is that? Like, what do you have like idols that you grew up loving and wanting to emulate? Um, I mean, I love Dolly Parton. Um, I, I mean, recently I've been, recently I've been more into people like, that you wouldn't necessarily think are really being that raw and honest. Like, I love like new pop stuff like Dua Lipa or like Ray, Mm -hmm. which seems more surface level, but when you really, once you start making music that way and listening to it in a different way, you realize that it's all, it all really comes from the same place. Have you ever been to Dollywood? No. No? no. I haven't either, but have you been I, to Graceland at all? No. I really Really, I was to. at Graceland. It wasn't it wasn't as exciting as it I thought it would be. Oh no. I almost went by myself once a couple of years ago cuz I just was like really wanting to get out of town. But Well, I, I think that when Elvis bought Graceland, it was probably a very like kind of a lot of land, but mm-hmm. right now it's so built up that you're basically driving past car dealerships and then oh, there's Graceland. And you go in, and it was, I mean, I'm glad I did it. Like, I think every musician, it's sort of this mecca to go to. Yeah. And you're, you're in Nashville, right? So yep. you're close enough that yeah, you could yeah, head I out think there. I looked it up, it's like a couple hours, yeah. But it's really, I mean, it's also 70s cheesy. Like, it's the, yeah. everything in it. You feel like there's a responsibility to be sensitive to your audience. This is foreign to me, and I think this is sort of um, being older. I, I don't think I've ever thought about that when I wrote a song that I have to be sensitive to the listeners. And this feels like a more modern lens that we're putting on music. Um, I want you to talk about that. And, and maybe we could deep, go deeper into this because I, I get that 2020 was hard for everyone. Mm-hmm. But do you feel yourself like you're pulling back your, your truth to kind of make it safer for people to listen to? Um, I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd call it pulling, I don't know if I'd say pulling it back. I guess what I mean by that is I 
I, I want to communicate my messages and I want to connect to people. And so I think sometimes maybe I'll soften it a little just to make it a little more palatable, but with the intention of being closer at the end of it. So not necessarily trying to create a division, but trying to figure out the best way to connect. Yeah. Do you think, I guess I'm going into this area. Do you think there should be trigger warnings on songs? Um, I, yes you, and no. Have you ever listened to Tori Amos? Not, no. No, so Tori Amos has a lot of songs that are about a lot of awful things that might have happened to her. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering, and, and I, I can understand what, how some, someone could listen to this and it might hurt, but is that is that something that... It's just a question. I don't have an answer. I'm just wondering because that was stated. And I, I, I think it's like the way we, we are taught. I wonder how that works with art, really. Like, is there a, are, is there a time? And you had said this, um, how real is too real? Yeah. And, and is, is there a place for absolute real? I think so, yes. And I think my answer to should there be a trigger warning, I guess, is yes and no because... You know, there are sensitive topics, but also that is also kind of just what art is. So you're yeah. kind of running that risk if you're, you know, putting yourself there or listening yeah. or looking at something, or, you know. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Kinda... It's definitely interesting. I never really, until I read what you were writing about, I was like, hmm, I never thought about it being something that could trigger someone, but... I mean, I always felt like that was, I guess we're talking about responsibility of the artist at this point, because there's a lot of artists who might talk about something that somebody might be offended by. Let's not even talk about trick. I mean, how do you feel about like political, if you were to get political in a song? I don't have a fear of getting political. Okay. (laughs) I, yeah, I, my beliefs are not secret. (laughs) Right. Um, so that that to me feels a little bit different. <laughs> okay. Um, so but I, I love the honesty in your in your music. I love the honesty in the lyrics, and I love that truth. And I think um, it, it's funny. I was driving home from work last night, listening to the album, and it, it's really amazing how you can hear it at the daytime, but at nighttime it just is even better. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But, like, I wanted to have a glass of wine and sit and listen to this album just all the way through. Because it sort of makes you feel... You, you, your voice and the music managed to make me feel vulnerable, but at the same time safe. Which was really interesting. There was a reassurance in your voice. Um, so that was really cool. Just wanted to say that. But, That's um, nice, thank you. <laughs> Uh, on Blaming the Weather, your producer suggested reshaping your songs into a pop format. Now, prior to this, you were doing mostly a country format, correct? Yeah, so I hadn't um, recorded a ton of music before this record. Um, I had like, uh, I had five songs that were on an EP that were definitely more in the country vein. Um, but Kyle, the, my producer, um, has been in a rock band for since he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and t started producing when we started the record. So that was like the, his foray into production. So he was really looking to explore new sounds and styles. And I, I was too, cause I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't getting everything that I wanted out of the music I was making. And I felt like there was a new direction to go, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, so he, I've, I'd always written because I don't have a lot of production background. I don't, I, I spend a lot of my time, my writing time just with my guitar, with my, my keyboard. Right. Um, so inevitably when you only write that way, songs end up feeling more acoustic and slower and yes, absolutely sadder. Um, but he brought in this new style and this just pop, pop production, which I hadn't really worked with before. Um, that just instantly makes everything, at least on the surface and upon like first listen, sound more upbeat and happier. So yeah, yeah we, so we kind of turned them on their head a little. Did you have, you had said something in your bio about pop being mainstream and that sort of was a turnoff for you in the beginning? Yeah. Um, um, I think, well, I think a few things happened. I think... Um, I think that kind of started as when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, kids don't want to like things that are too popular. <laughs> and then <laughs> as I was making music, I think that kind of carried over into it. But I also think that I've been turned more onto pop music recently because I think it's gotten better. And there've been a right. lot of, there've been a lot of great female pop artists emerging and making really cool music and working really hard. So I think part of it was, Part of it was me realizing, like, I don't, if it's good and I like it, then that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think other people will like it, and it doesn't feel like giving in as much anymore. Was there, like, this fear that, like, when he's suggesting, hey, we're going to try some pop stuff, were you like, oh, no? Like, or was it, like, like there had... A little. A little bit of that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, part of that is just that I had had... It was unfamiliar to me yeah. in terms of creating, but I had been listening to more pop music and we'd been, we'd been swapping pop songs and just sending each other things back and forth. So I knew that we had similar tastes. So that so how did helped. you meet up with Kyle to, to have him produce this? Did you um, know him prior to this? Yeah. So I, um, I met him a few years ago, like very briefly, just when his band was in town before he lived here. Um, and then I met his wife and become friends with his wife who ended up being my main photographer um but I met him at his house at like a party again and then we got together and wrote um coffee cups like a couple of years ago and that was the first song that we wrote together but okay. we didn't have an intention of like we didn't there was no talk of a record or anything and then and in like late 2019 he came to me and was like hey I really want to produce your first full length I'm gonna figure out how to produce a record and I want yours to be the first one. Oh, that's awesome. And by that point we were really close friends. So I was like, I knew he didn't know what he was doing, but I was, I trusted <laughs> him to figure it out. So I was like, it sounds right. like, absolutely. <laughs> like I was like, wow, this sounds so well produced. Uh, with coffee cups, was that you wrote it, but you didn't record it? Did you yeah, like, we just got together to just write, just to kind of see if before we really knew each other super well. So it was a few years ago. Um, we just wrote it and we liked it and then we just kind of had it for a while and then so it was started. like a good vibe like the collaboration yeah it was it started that song started a little bit different though it was in a different key and was sounded a lot sadder and i mean because we only had like an acoustic phone recording right. version of it 
Um, and so your your song "Watching the Stars" or "Watch the Stars" um, that was inspired by your collaboration with Kyle. Um, so that one was that was the first the first song we wrote on the day that we like sat down and decided we were starting the record. So that was the first song we intentionally wrote for the record, and that was just, I mean, that song really just feels like the friendship that Kyle and I have had. We've had a lot of late nights together and just like a lot of time intentionally not really doing anything and just like hanging and yeah so i gotta ask you this you said that when you're writing your songs you're okay with opening up and sharing is that the same like if you're sitting with kyle do you feel awkward sharing your experiences when you're songwriting and collaborating like because sitting in your bedroom alone writing a song is Mm -hmm. a lot easier than sitting with someone else and saying here's what i'm trying to say about myself did you find that difficult um I not with Kyle I do usually um that was also part of that was one of the reasons I agreed to the record I knew that I'd be able to you talk trust to him and yeah mm-hmm. I knew that we would be able to do that I still have some hesitancy working with other people just because I mean I don't tell people that I meet a lot about myself so if I meet right. somebody to write a song and it's like I'm trying to pull from my darkest depths. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. You know, I think back when I was younger and I would write stuff. And then I think now I'm like, I can't believe I actually wrote that and, and actually performed it in front of people. Yeah. Like I was like, I was opening up so much. But when I was doing it with a song, it felt different somehow. I don't know why that is. Like I wouldn't just open up and talk to somebody in that way. Yeah, I don't know it's why it's interesting. different. Yeah. You call yourself a perfectionist. Would you, are you, are you like in a, in a negative way? Um, yeah, I, that is interesting. I feel like I've been kind of led to that word recently, which it doesn't not make sense to me. Um, but I think I heard it from somebody else and I was like, huh, I think maybe I am. <laughs> I mean, I and that's why I think, I don't know though. Like, I think that's maybe why it's been so hard for me to finish a lot of songs, but I also know that a lot of people don't finish all their songs. That's true. I just... I don't know. I think I just, because I feel that I'm being so honest when I'm writing a song, I just kind of like, just don't want to mess it up. So if I reach a point where I feel like I'm not going to be able to do it perfectly, I just kind of leave it. And, and you said that Kyle's real laid back. So how, was there a friction there? Uh, or did you feel like he helped you be more relaxed about writing? It was definitely more helpful. Um, and that's, I would t- intentionally bring songs to him and be like, I have this much, I can't write the bridge, it's not going to happen, what do I do? And he'd just be like, why don't you just like sing like, just let, let's do ooze, just sing the snow, just do ooze. And I'm, like, we kind of start with that, and sometimes we'd finish with that too, but sometimes it you know, become a little more complicated than that, and then be like, oh, I didn't need a bunch of words stuffed in there. Yeah, in the that's really great advice. Yeah, yeah. and he tries I mean- to pull words out of my, like, he pulls words out of some of my like lines, which I let him do a lot of the time, but not always. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's such a great thing. Uh, so, so that that came out to be a really good experience for you working with Kyle and helping you realize that even if you got to a place where you felt like you couldn't finish it, he he was able to pull that out of you. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that we finished ten a full ten song record. It's not something that's, that pretty, that's incredible. I knew how to do before. Yeah. So when did that start? Like, when did you start with uh, writing and recording this record? Um, so we started kind of loosely doing it, um, I guess, like October of 2019. And then 
as everything unfolded at the beginning of 2020, we kind of took a little break because I went home for a little while um, to DC and then I came back and both of us had nothing but time <laughs> on our hands. And at that point we'd relaxed a little bit and felt comfortable being around each other. So yeah, we really started. Yeah. So you actually were physically around each other? Yeah, we okay. um, we took a little break because he had been touring at the beginning of the year and they cut wow. off the tour because of COVID. Right. So we took some we took some time just to nobody really knew what was going on then. I think you like right. weren't sure about how much time or what, but yeah, we did end up doing it together because I knew that we weren't neither of us was like hanging out with a bunch of other people. Right. But yeah, so it's probably like April that we really hit the ground running with it. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's when everything was kind of like, you kind of have nothing else to do, so... It was, yeah, nothing. It was, like, grocery delivery, and, I mean... Did you... It. Did you wipe down your groceries when they came? Yeah, I did. So did I. It's yeah. so weird when I think back on it. Yeah, it with the gloves on. such a crazy year. I know. Yeah, I wiped yeah, down every gloves. single thing. My dad sent me home with a... Uh, gloves and like a bunch of like medical grade supplies he's a surgeon so like i had <laughs> heavy oh, duty stuff wow you must have been popular <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i still have a box supplies. of gloves under my sink <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about 2020 and blaming the weather so that song is about sort of 2020 right it kind of became about 2020 yeah it started not about that um it kind of it started just kind of about some friends that i have that just don't have a great time with the winter you know like right. kind of what it says um and then as we were working on the record and producing the song during the year I w it became more metaphorical than that and yeah I just about kind of just feeling like defeated and like just kind of wanting to blame whatever you can see because you don't really know what's going on and right now it's a good analogy yeah so what's your favorite track on the album I have a few. It depends on my mood, but um, Tired Boy is one of my favorites. Okay. Coffee Cups is too. But so one really of my favorites, and I want to know the story, is, um, and it might not be much of a story, it doesn't always have to be, but three years. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's behind that? Um, that's about an old relationship that um, I had a college boyfriend that, it was the first person that I really loved and felt felt that kind of thing for and it ended not well and I had no idea how to handle that and yeah it's a it's a breakup song <laughs> yeah I like I just love the way it opens um it really brings back my own personal memories of like stumbling you know like back yeah. from somewhere and uh, yeah well, when we were together he was um living in just outside of New York City and I was in college in Connecticut so it was a, we'd meet up in the city, and so it was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of not yeah. sober walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it's a really good song, and I love the, the chorus is really nice. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's one of my favorites on there. And then I'd say I know I love Blaming the Weather. Um, it, it's a really good, tr uh, just from beginning to end, Tired Boy's also. What is Tired Boy about? Tired Boy or is Or what inspires about, it? It's about the Nashville boy. Oh, Just, is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Philly, I mean, so I don't know who the Nash what the Nashville boy is. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> I don't want to get too insulting here. But no. I feel like there's a... There's just a group. There's a group of guys. There's a persona here where, you know, it's tattoos and just 
cool guy and at bars and all right let's this is it we got to talk about your cover songs especially because oh, yeah. i'm an 80s kid so um tears for fears and mm -hmm. chris isaac what made you choose those did you you choose them did someone else say these would be a good fit for you um they were both kyle's suggestion okay um which is always exciting to me because he when he feels strongly that i should do something i know that he already has a good idea um but i also thought we did everybody wants to rule the world first and it just felt very fitting <laughs> for what we've been through for the last right. few years um just people are trying to take control in the midst of chaos um so and it, that was just a really fun song to do and right. i'd never my songs aren't really like that like i don't write like that so it was it was really fun to do something that was a little different and have it still kind of sound like me and us did um, it take time to get to that place where you feel like, all right, this is me. This is my version of this song. I think that's like difficult. Uh, yeah, it was a, uh, I haven't done a lot of, or recorded a lot of covers. So it took me a second to kind of figure out how to make it mine. And it really ended up just being just a little bit of rephrasing, which is was not a huge Was this recorded but... after Blaming the Weather or during the same time or? After. We did the covers after. All right. So you guys had a lot of experience by the time you started doing these covers. Yeah. The covers went really quickly. We did right. um, Everybody Wants to Roll the World in like a couple days, and Wicked right. Game was pretty much finished after one day. Yeah. Wicked Game, really, your voice really works well with that. I mean, that's a, ch a really difficult song to do. I remember years ago, we used to play a band. We'd play live and do that song, and every single time I'm like, we didn't do it. Like, you have to have that voice. Like, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I do really like how my voice turned out on that song, but I was kind of sick. My throat was, like, really sore, and I got there, and I was like, Kyle, I don't think this is going to work. Like, I was trying to sing in the car. It's not coming out. And that's oh, no. how I got kind of some of the, yeah, the raspy growl and raspiness yeah. on it. Yeah, it was sore throat. <laughs> that's the there joke. you go. I know what to do if I ever go try that. But... Yeah, I mean, Chris Isaac's really difficult because there's so much going on in that song, um, musically and, and lyrically and vocally, and you really knocked it out of the park with that Wicked Game. Um, you know, like I said, I, kudos for trying something like that and, uh, and succeeding because it's, it's not an easy song. And Thank you. You, yeah, you, it was really fun. Yeah. And, and you had said something about you feel like you could have written something similar to that like story-wise like you relate to that song yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to toot my own horn but, but like i just the way that that song is written was more um familiar to me like like the just the layout of it felt more like how what i gravitate towards to when i am writing so, so. outside of promoting this uh are, are you working on something new um, so Kyle and I have been, we were talking about, um, potentially doing a record together, like more of a duo mm -hmm. thing. Um, we haven't really started it. Just, um, we've been trying to get some covers done just to kind of loosen things up a little bit and really been working on just trying to get this record out. And I feel like that just ended, but I am excited to start making more music again because it's been a minute now. Yeah. 
And oh. I'm ready to get back in the studio. <laughs> yeah, and where can people find you online? Um, well, the, so the music is everywhere. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. It's on Tidal and a whole list of things. Um, mm -hmm. I have a website, too. It's lindsaystarmusic.com. And I'm on Instagram, lindsaystar, two R's. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I'll make sure that all your contacts are in the show notes. And if you and Kyle release some stuff, please give me, you know, an email or shout out or whatever, and I'll bring you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Lindsay. Take care. You too.